1 Corinthians chapter 7. 1 Corinthians chapter 7. We didn't quite make it through these verses last week, so we just saved them for this week so we could talk about them in a little more detail. We'll be reading verses 17 through 24. Uh, Paul had been talking about marriage in the, in the verses before that we talked about last week. We kind of really focused last week on uh, the importance of the significance of marriage and that, that idea that God intends for a man and a woman to stick together, to stay together when they make that commitment. The, the positive effects that it has on a, on a marriage, on a family, on children when there is a, a godly influence, when there is a godly presence uh, within the home. And so we talked a little bit about that last week and Paul was saying, look, even if you're, even if you're married to an unbeliever and you're a believer, uh, you need to stick with them. If they want to stick with you, you need to stick in there with them uh, and you need to try to make that uh, marriage work. And so uh, we kind of shift gears a little bit today in these verses that we're going to look at. So we'll read through the text, then we'll pray. Uh, and then we'll jump in. So verse 17. However, each one must live his life in the situation the Lord assigned when God called him. Now this is what I command in all the churches. Was anyone already circumcised when he was called? He should not undo his circumcision. Was anyone called while uncircumcised? He should not get circumcised. Circumcision does not matter, and uncircumcision does not matter, but keeping God's commands does. Each person should remain in the life situation in which he was called. Were you called while a slave? It should not be a concern to you. But if you can become free, by all means, take the opportunity. For he who is called by the Lord as a slave is the Lord's freedman. Likewise, he who is called as a free man is Christ's slave. You were bought at a price. Do not become slaves of men. Brothers, each person should remain with God in whatever situation he was called. Let's pray. God, we come to you today and I pray that you help us to get these words. I pray that you help us to understand them. I pray that the Holy Spirit would speak through me, speak to me, dear Lord, speak to these people. Help us to understand exactly what your word means and, and what all this means. Let us not get confused or, or misunderstand. Help me to do a good job of trying to make this clear to your people, dear Lord. Let your word be clear to it as we read it and see it today. I pray that you would hide me behind the cross. I pray that you clear my mind. I pray that you clear the minds and the hearts of each one in this, in this room today. That we would think about our life situations, dear Lord. That we would think about uh, our life with you, dear Lord. We... We're changed when you come into our life, but, but dear Lord, help us to live in those situations that you put us in so that we can rightly use our gifts and abilities in, in a way that's going to bring glory and honor to you. And I ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. When he starts off in verse 17 and he says, However, each one must live in, his life situ must live in the life situation the Lord assigned when God called him, I don't know if he, is, if he is maybe kind of trailing off of what he was talking about when he was talking about marriage, but he kind of makes a shift here. Now, what he could be implying here in verse 17 is he's saying, look, perhaps uh, you got married and along the way you became a Christian and you are still married to an unbeliever. Uh, perhaps he is saying there uh, you need to stick with that situation. That's the situation that you were called to when you became a Christian. So I think it would, it would be good for us to at least... Uh, 
consider that thought since we were coming off of those verses. But he begins to shift gears as he begins to talk about our life situation. And I think the, the intentions of Paul here are, are, are much greater or a little different than what we were talking about with marriage. He begins to really point out uh, the, the main theme that we see uh, throughout much of Scripture, and that is it has to do with our heart. That's what really matters. And our change that comes when we become a follower of Jesus Christ, when we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, there is a change that comes, and the change that really matters, the only change that matters, is that change that comes uh, within the heart. That's what really matters. Are we going to follow God's commands? Are we living for the Lord? Now what he said was, he, he, he called out circumcision there. He says, look, were you saved when you were uncircumcised? Were you saved when you were circumcised? In whatever condition you came to the Lord... Paul was saying, you don't have to do anything necessarily to change outwardly. That is, look, if you come to the Lord and you accept Jesus Christ, you realize that He died for you, you make Him your Lord and Savior. Paul says, look, if you're uncircumcised, there's no need to be circumcised. That's not going to do any good for you. And he says, vice versa, the same is true. But he says, look, in whatever life situation you were called, you need to remain in that life situation. Now, we want to make sure that we don't take these verses out of context. And he goes on and he, and he talks about uh, being enslaved. So what if you are a slave and you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? Is God saying you must remain a slave forever because you've accepted Jesus Christ? Well, Paul says, no, that's not, that's not exactly what's going on here. Paul says, look, if you have a chance to become free, then by all means become free. So what is Paul talking about here? Well, I've kind of I've thought about these verses and studied through them and, and kind of been thinking about them. And, and I was thinking, what does it mean to, to be in the life situation that God has put us in? After all, when we become a Christian, we do change, and there should be some changes that come within our life. Let's say, for instance, uh, you are a, a, a hitman, and you go around killing people for a living, and all of a sudden you come to the Lord. And you read these verses and say, well, I guess i got to continue to keep killing people. Well, that's, that's not what Paul is saying when he says remain in your life situation. We shouldn't remain in a life situation in which we are sinning. But what I think Paul means is, is that, look, there needs to be a change generally, and that what, that's what matters. But sometimes we're in a life situation that, that maybe outwardly there are some things about us that don't change. Because we all have different personalities. We all kind of act a different way and do different things, things that aren't necessarily in and of themselves sinful. And those are kind of the things that, that make us us, that make us who we are. And so God can use those different areas of our life, those different strengths, those different parts of our personality uh, to reach other people for Him. And sometimes as Christians, I think, and it depends on culture, whatever culture you live in, sometimes, uh, depending on your culture, you think when somebody becomes a Christian that they're, they're instantly supposed to change every single thing about them, how they dress, the music they listen to, the way they act. And in some instances, in some cases, that may be the case. If we are dressing inappropriately or if we are saying things, speaking in a language that is sinful or if we are listening to or doing things that are sinful, no, we should not keep doing those sinful things. But there are many things about a person that when they become a Christian that may not be sinful that, that maybe they shouldn't change. Maybe they should kind of in some way stay who they are. After all, if their heart has changed, their attitude has changed, their love for other people has changed, uh, 
I believe that that's what, this, what Paul is talking about here, is that sometimes uh, we're in a life situation, and it doesn't necessarily mean just because we become a Christian that we are supposed to abandon our situation. Here's a simple example. Perhaps you, you work in a place, I'm just making up a place, you work in a factory, and you, in this factory, you work with some rough dudes, right? Some rough men and women, and you're always telling dirty jokes and, and, and just kind of making fun of each other, giving people a hard time. And every time you go in a break room, you're just cutting up, watching shows you shouldn't be watching, talking about stuff you shouldn't be. And then all of a sudden, you become a Christian. Your life has changed. You no longer want to tell those dirty jokes. You no longer want to act that way. You no longer want to be disrespectful to those people. And sometimes as Christians, we may say, well, I'm a Christian now. I don't want to be around that. I need to get out of that situation. Now, I'm not saying that that's a bad thing. And there may be times which we do need to get out of those situations. But there may also be times where God wants us to stay right in that situation where we are. Now, we don't want to be, be too involved with sin and love sin, but we also have to realize our mission as Christians. We are called to be around sinners. And maybe uh, our first thought is, well, I'm a Christian now. I don't want to act that way. I don't want to be around that. I want to get out of that situation. But there may be times that God is calling us to stay right in that situation. Perhaps God called us to Jesus Christ because He knew that we might have a positive influence on the rest of our fellow co-workers. And so perhaps there are some situations in life where, where we change, we're a different person, but we're still around people who may not be changed. And perhaps God is going to use us to reach those people. Does that mean if you're working at the factory, you have to stay there your whole life because you became a Christian because you were working at the factory and you've got to stay in that situation? Again, that's not exactly what Paul is talking about here. But there are some situations, there are some things that God does in our life that are part of who we are. And when we become changed, the sinfulness is, should leave. But the things that make us who we are, maybe we just need to kind of stay there. Maybe God's going to use our strengths in that way to carry out His work. There were a couple of different people that came to mind as I, was, as I was reading through this text. And they were both singers. And they both came to mind as I was reading through this text. And I think that it's important for us to realize how different we are and how God can use us in our different ways. And that as Christians, we don't all have to be this cookie cutter. We don't all have to, have to sing this type of music or dress this way or, or do this thing or do that thing. But there is room for difference there. As Christians, we are all uh, kind of unique. There's a guy by the name of Lecrae Moore. Now, some of you may or may not have ever heard of him, but I'll tell you about Lecrae Moore. He was a, a young guy who grew up uh, in the bad part of town. He grew up uh, kind of in a gangster lifestyle. Uh, he had bad influences. His influences growing up were rappers. That's what he did. He watched rappers. He would listen to all these horrible rap songs. He would spend his, his life on the street doing drugs and alcohol, uh, spending his time with gangs, uh, wreaking havoc on people in the neighborhood. And that was the life that he grew up in. And one day his mom told him, he, she said, look, you need, to, you need to straighten your life up. You need to seek the Lord. She gave him a Bible, and you know what he did? He took the Bible and he started ripping pages out. Didn't want to have nothing to do with the Lord. Said he went to church. Said he didn't want nothing to do with church. Said he didn't fit in. Said he went to church. Everybody there didn't look like him. They didn't, they didn't act like him. They, they, they did things that he didn't do. He couldn't connect with the people in the church. And he didn't want to have anything to do with God. And one day, 
one of his friends invited him to come to this conference. And he went to this conference, and lo and behold, it was a Christian conference. But when he got there, what he saw was he saw people like him. He saw people that dressed like him. He saw people that he knew that used to be gangsters. He saw people that he knew that, that used to be rappers. He saw women that used to live lives that weren't desirable, that God would have them live. And in this place were all these people, and of all things, all this misfit-looking group of people, you know what they were doing in this place? They were worshiping the Lord. And that got his attention. He had never been to a place of worship where people looked like him, that came from the same background as him. And all these people were there. They used to live these rough, nasty, horrible, sinful lifestyles, but there was something that was different about them. And Jesus Christ had come in and he had touched their life. And that preacher got up there that day and he read that verse and he told the people there, you were bought at a price. And that was the first time in his life he said he realized that he was worth something. So guess what? He gave his life to Jesus Christ. He became a Christian. Everything about him changed on the inside. His attitude changed. The way he treated people, the things that he said, the music he listened to, uh, all of these things changed. But he was still who he was. He kind of still had a style. He still dressed a certain way. That's all he had known. He had grew up listening to rap music all his life. That's what his love was. Well, his life was changed. He didn't want to go out and, and wreak havoc on the neighborhood. He wanted to go out and change people's lives. He wanted to go out and tell people about Jesus. So what he did is he began to go to jails and prisons, and he began to go to any place he could go, and he would sit down with the people, and he would begin to preach God's Word to them. But what he was also doing at the same time is, is throughout his life, as he had become a Christian there in those early days, he began to write out these prayers that he wanted to speak to the Lord. He would write out scriptures in, in the form of a rap. And he would go to prison where there were people who had come from the same lifestyle as him. And one day, he decided he was going to rap one of those poems that he wrote. And he began to rap this beautiful rap about the Lord, about God's Word. He said, and the people there responded to that. And the people wanted more. And those prisoners connected with him more so than other people who had come into the prison because he looked like them. Because he... Spoke in a language that they understand because he came from a lifestyle like they came from. On the inside, he was totally changed. His heart was changed. His attitude was changed. But his gift was rap. And that's what he did. But he no longer rapped about drugs and alcohol. Now he rapped about the Lord. And you see, sometimes as Christians, we see people come to the Lord and we say, well, they're, they're a Christian now. They need to change everything about themselves and, and they, need to, they need to do this and they need to do that. But, but look, God uses different people in different ways to reach different people in different ways. And people like Lecrae are going to be able to reach people that you and I could never reach. People like Lecrae are going to be able to go into prisons and he's going to be able to speak their language and they're going to listen to him more than they're going to listen to some guy in a suit that never grew up in the street that doesn't speak their language. And that's a good deal because God can use us all the same way. But it would not be fair for us to say, well, if Ray's a Christian now, he needs to wear a suit and he needs to start singing Southern Gospel. That's not who he is. You see, who he was, in a sense, didn't change on the outside, but who he was on the inside did change. 
He no longer desired to use who he was to serve the world anymore and to live for the devil anymore. Instead, he used who he was to live for the Lord. And that's what I thought about when I thought about the life situation that you were in. His situation is he grew up in the projects. He lived a rough life. He lived around some rough people. And when God changed his life, he didn't use that situation. Instead, he stayed right there in that situation, and he went right back into those projects. But instead of doing drugs with his friends, he was praying for them. He was speaking God's word to them. And I think that that's what Paul's talking about when he talks about, look, God's going to come in. He's going to change your life, but stay in the life situation God put you in. Use what God gave you. Use the gifts that God gave you. That's pretty good stuff thought of another guy. His name is Brian Welch. You've probably never heard the story of Brian Welch. Very similar story. He was lead guitarist for a band named Korn. Now, if you've ever listened to Korn before, they are pretty rough people. He lived a life full of uh, drugs and alcohol and all of these crazy things. And he just, uh, one day he was just struggling. And somebody out of the blue came to him and just quoted a scripture to him. That's all it took. You know, sometimes we think, I don't know what to say. I don't have the right words to say. I don't know enough words. You know what somebody said to him? They said to him, Jesus said these words, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. That was it. That changed his life. You know why? Because he needed rest. The same person that told him that scripture, he went to church with him. He said he got there. He said, this is so weird. He said, these people dress weird. They're singing weird songs. They're kneeling down. They got their hands up. He said, this is just the weirdest thing ever. But he said the preacher preached God's word to him. He said he heard God's word preached to him. And at the end of the ceremony, he came up and he gave his life to Jesus Christ. This guy's a multimillionaire. At this time, that was at the height of the popularity for the band. And you know what he did after that? He went home and he got high. Boy, when he did that, he said he felt so convicted. He said he just cried out to God. He said, look, God, I don't want to do this. If you really are real, if that preacher really is real, I want to know God. I want you to help me get through this. He said he began to open his Bible and he began to read. He said God was so powerful he came in. He was higher than the high. He said in that moment, his life changed. And that was the last time he ever did drugs, and that was in 2005. He quit on the spot. This guy's a gnarly looking just, just rocker dude with, with tattoos all over him, his hair all gnarly. This dude is just, you know, he's been strung out on drugs for years and all of a sudden God changed his life in an instant. Quit the band. Quit the band. He knew that that wasn't probably the kind of lifestyle that he needed to be living in. He began to do things for the Lord. He began to sing songs for the Lord. Guess what? They were still rocking out. He was still chopping on that guitar, son. Music still sounded the same, but guess what? He sung it from a different heart. He wasn't singing about sex, drugs, and alcohol anymore. He was singing about the Lord. Everything on his inside changed. But he was a rocker. So he kept rocking for the Lord. He stopped rocking for the world. He started rocking for the Lord. Still had those tattoos. Went to church, worshiped the Lord, praised the Lord. You know, sometimes as Christians, we're kind of quick to judge people. We may see people that come in and they don't look like us and they don't dress like us and we're quick to think, eh, I might not be a Christian. But see, what Paul is saying here, it's not necessarily what's on the outside that changes, but what's on the inside that changes. And that's just a couple of examples. 
and their inside was radically changed and they have been able to reach people that you and I can never reach because they don't connect with us. And praise the Lord that God calls us all to be something different. Praise God that we can all work together. Praise God that, that, that we don't have to change all the little nuances about our personality. Sure, do the sinful things change? Absolutely. But it doesn't necessarily mean that everything on the outside has to change and has to look the same. Now here's where the story takes a twist. And you can decide for yourself if you think this is right or not. But after years of being out of the band corn, in the meantime, one of the other band members accepted Jesus Christ as Lord. And that's a pretty good deal. I mean, this band is one of the roughest of the roughest band. And here they have two of their members who have now accepted Jesus Christ and their life has changed. They have totally put away all these worldly sinful things. And then one day Brian Wett said he felt like the Lord was calling him to go back and play guitar for the band Corn. He said, there's no way that God would want me to go and take part in this lifestyle. There's no way that God would want me to play in this band. He said he prayed about it, prayed about it, and went and talked to pastors about it. And he said he just, he knew that God was calling him to go back. He said it didn't make any sense. Now I know what some of you are thinking. Well, he must have not really been a Christian. He, there's no way he would go back and live this lifestyle if God had really changed his life. And I thought that too at first. But then I kind of remembered God's word and remembered, well, sometimes God calls people to do some pretty gnarly things. After all, he did call Hosea to marry a promiscuous woman. After all, Isaiah did walk around barefoot naked for three years preaching the gospel. So sometimes God may call people he wants to use to do things in a way that may not seem very godly, but God knows what he's doing. He knows who he can use. And you know what Brian Welch did? He went back to be lead guitarist for the band Corn, the band that was still playing songs about bad stuff. But you know what's different now? What's different now is this. He said before, they used to go backstage and they used to have women, they used to have drugs, and they used to have alcohol before every show. And he said they would just get so wasted and they would go out and they would rock out. And now before every show, you know what he does? Him and the other member of the band that has become a Christian, they go out into the crowd of people and they tell them about Jesus Christ. And they're able to reach people that you and I would never reach. Because guess what? The group of people who are going to a con corn concert are not the group of people who are going to come to Enterprise Baptist Church. And that's pretty crazy that God could use one of the roughest bands and save almost half their members. And now before concerts, they're not living for the world. They're going out there and he said, you know what? He said, people come. He said, people come asking questions. They say, tell us about Jesus. We don't get it. We don't understand. Or they come to him saying, we need prayer. Everything on the inside of Brian Welch changed. He still had the taps on the outside. He still was rocking on that guitar. But he stayed in the life situation that God put him in. He used the gifts that God gave him. And who knows how many people may have been led to Jesus Christ because of Lecrae, because of Brian Welch, <coughs> and because of so many others that are like him. And when I read these verses that Paul talks about where he's talking about, look, if you come to Christ, maybe not everything on the outside needs to be changed. But if everything is changed on the inside like it should be, then use what you got for God. And as Christians, let us not be too quick 
to judge what God may have called other people to. After all, God calls some people in the Bible to some pretty gnarly things. But it's all for His glory. We're all in this together. The, we're all in this to lead people to Jesus Christ. We should all be, 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 be working hand in hand. And so many times we want everybody to be just like us. Talk like us. Sing like us. Look like us. Well, there's a group of people that Enterprise Baptist Church is going to be able to reach that Lecrae and Brian Welch are not. But there's a whole group of people that they're going to be able to reach that we are not. So what is your life situation? What is the gift that God has given you? Something that, that, that God has called you to? Something in your personality that maybe you've kind of you've pushed down to the side? Something that's not necessarily bad at all? But something that maybe God could use your special gift and your special ability to, to reach somebody, to minister to somebody that nobody else can. Maybe God is calling you to use some unorthodox means to reach somebody that needs to hear the gospel. Now, does that mean that we're just to go out and do anything we do and, and we can just sin, 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 and that justifies it? Not at all. Not at all. But God does want us to be who we are. And that's what I believe that Paul is saying in these verses. He goes on to say, Were you called while a slave? It should not be a concern to you. But if you can become free, by all means take the opportunity. For he who is called by the Lord as a slave is the Lord's freed man. Likewise, he who is called as a free man is Christ's slave. You were bought at a price. Do not become slaves of men. See, we were bought at a price when we come to Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. We were bought as a price. We are a slave of Christ. Our life has changed because we should no longer be working to live for the world and to please men, but we, as slaves of Christ, should be working, using our abilities, using our uniqueness, using our personality that God is giving us to win souls to Him. We need to be slaves of Christ. Let's pray. Father God, we come to you now and I thank you for these words. And God, you, you bring us all through certain life situations. You've got us all in certain situations. God, you can use us all uniquely. God, these are some, some good verses today. God, I pray that, that we don't miss the point that, God, the change that you desire for us needs to be on the inside. The change that you desire from us needs to come from the heart. God, let us not misunderstand Sure, should some things change on the outside of our life? Absolutely, God. Our life should show some outward change. There are some areas of our life that are sinful, and we need to get rid of those things, God. But there are some areas of our life that just make us who we are. And so, God, help us to, to take our unique abilities and gifts to reach, you, uh, to reach people for you, God, to serve you in a special way. God, I pray that you would help us to be on mission for you in, in any way that we can. I pray that as Christians, God, that collectively we work together, that we embrace uh, the differences that we have, dear Lord God. We never want to embrace sin. We don't want to embrace people that profess Christianity that are living sinfulness. But God, we don't want to shun people who are Christians that may just talk a little different than us or look a little different than us. God, as Christians, we, we all work toward this goal of Jesus Christ. So help us to do that. Help us to be able to work together and love each other, dear Lord. All for your kingdom and for your glory. 
God, I pray that maybe there's one in here today that maybe they don't know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. Maybe they've had some wrong, wrong uh, thoughts about what it means to be a Christian. God, maybe they think that being a Christian is outward change. May God, maybe there are some in here who have made an outward change thinking that's what it takes to be a Christian, but, but God, let them realize that it's the inward change. It's the heart that matters. It's the obedience to you. It's the accepting of Jesus Christ. So God, I pray that there's one in this room that hasn't accepted Jesus Christ, that isn't living as a slave for Jesus Christ, dear Lord, that they would come to you today, that they would ask Jesus to forgive them, that their life would be changed, God, that everything about them on the inside would be changed, and that they would, they would do their best with what, they, what gifts they've been given by you, dear Lord, to serve you. In Jesus' name I pray.